Handoff, Damian Williams trying to get to the edge, breaks a tackle, 35, 30, Damian Williams, 20, stays in bounds, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Kansas City! Acelera Williams, tiene el primer 10, escapa a la 20, a la 10, touchdown, Damien Williams. Oh, Damien Williams peut être plié l'affaire avec oh, cette course qui va jusqu'au touchdown. Damien Williams runs to immortality in Chiefs Kingdom. Get ready to welcome your champions. Hello and welcome back to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast. Um, tonight I'm joined by Neil. Hello. And Duncan. Hello. Uh, so it was another uh, win for the Chiefs in, in week nine. We uh, go into the bye week eight and one. It was a lot closer game than we anticipated. Um, <laughs> the Pampers really did bring us to the line in that one. Uh, how do you guys think the game went? I, I loved their approach. I, I, if I was playing against the Chiefs, that's how I'd play every single week. You've got to go for it, you know balls on the line and give it everything uh, yeah. I, I just I just loved everything about their approach they just weren't quite good enough mm. yeah what about you Duncan yeah I think not to, not to sound blase about how, how we played I think one of my, my key takeaways was that they're, they're, they're fun mm. like yeah. I, I like I like how they I like how they went about it there's no kind of they certainly weren't going to they certainly were going to die wondering that's for sure yeah, um, it, it made me gain a lot of respect for Matt Rule, uh, their head coach, after that game. He played a great game. Uh, I mean, the fourth down conversions were really nice. The fake punt was nice to keep the drives alive. Because like you said, Neil, that is how you... you, you if, if you're one of these teams, that's how you've got to try and beat the Chiefs. You've got to go for it and everything. And you've, and you've got to pull everything off. And, and the Panthers nearly did that. You've, I mean, you've they got were a to try and score down. touchdowns yeah. and not field goals. And if that means going for it on fourth and three from like the three yard line or whatever it was where um, McCaffrey got the touchdown then yeah you have to do that mm. yeah three um, three three points ain't beating the Chiefs <laughs> oh, and I thought I thought Teddy Bridgewater was quite good he certainly yes. he certainly his I guess his vibe kind of gels with with Matt Rule's kind of leave everything out there you know he certainly wasn't um, they certainly didn't say didn't lose because of him he did, maybe didn't the last drive where they, they didn't get the field goal he maybe made a couple of strange decisions on that one but I maybe hadn't seen as much of him as I as, as, as others but I was expecting just meh you know mm-hmm. just almost I don't want to say Derek Carr after what he did to us but you know just just <laughs> that just that sort of real kind of boring check down kind of you know nudge the ball upfield kind of quarterback and and I was wrong um he he was fun as well at the same time you don't mind him throwing 49 passes like if if it's keeping the ball out of McCaffrey's hands I was saying that he had 10 receptions looking at it but if McCaffrey isn't running at you then I I'd take my chances on beating Teddy Bridgewater yeah I mean, he, and we he played... did he did play well but I, I, um, I wasn't unhappy that he had a lot of the ball either. Yeah, yeah. And we did play fairly well against Christian McCaffrey as well. It was clear that the Chiefs did want to stop him. I mean, he had 69 yards on 18 carries. Uh, he went for a touchdown as well. Uh, oh, I think it was two touchdowns actually. One on the ground and one one through the air. 
Um, but yeah, Teddy Bridgewater played played a really good game. Uh, it's certainly better than better than we thought we did, um, or better than we thought he would, should I say? Um, especially, the, I mean, those last two drives really stick in my memory from the Panthers, the defensive stop they put on us. I mean, the three and out. It was three plays minus three yards, twenty seven seconds on the clock, and we punt the ball back to them. And then they drive quite well down the field, and I think it's they just go like one t- one first down short um, short from having a decent field goal attempt as well at the end to, to, to seal the game. I mean, I know you said that field goals don't beat the Chiefs, but they were nearly a field goal away from beating the Chiefs. Um, it was just a bit too far for Sly, their kicker. It was a long one, 67 yeah. yards. Yeah, yeah. 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 Bridgewater did a couple of... Uh, he went in the numbers where rather than out to the sideline to get the, to, to kind of to manage the clock. So I think, I think they shot themselves in the foot a little bit on that one. The Chiefs have maybe got away with one a little bit in that regard. That if they just managed the clock, or select, made just made better decisions at the very end, they might have just edged a bit closer. Because the guy had the legs on that kick, he just he just nudged it. A, well, I say a bit wide; it was miles wide, but yeah, it, <laughs> it had the it certainly had the length. Yeah, I mean their last three downs before the field goal were a spike to stop the clock with 25 seconds left, a pass to uh, the sideline Christian McCaffrey for no gain. A pass which was broken up really well by Amani Watts on third down. Do you remember that when he kind of swats the ball out the air? That would have given them about, I think it was about six or seven yards. Yes. Um, and then obviously the field goal attempt on fourth down. Uh, so the Chiefs did manage to hold that wall quite well um, towards the end. I mean, and obviously they were, they were under a lot of time time pressure, obviously. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good defensive hold right at the very end for the Chiefs defense. Um, but does the it worry? Well. Does it worry either of you at all that we couldn't? kill the game off in the fourth quarter there. Like we were thirty three twenty four up with what, seven minutes to go. And like we only had three minutes forty six seconds possession in the fourth quarter. Like we've got Le'Veon Bell and Clyde Edwards Hilaire, the idea is that we can run out these games and don't give them that extra shot. I mean does does it worry either of you? I mean I don't I don't I mean yes. I guess, I mean, sort of, clock management has always been, um, well, one of the harder things to say. Let's uh, just, just be glad we got over that hurdle. Uh, always, kind of, one of the, um, one of the criticisms I guess levelled at Andy Reid. You know that we, we can, I guess it was more in the Alex Smith days maybe, but we got into leads and then just took our foot off the accelerator a little bit. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not sure if that's what happened here. I, I think that our, um, yeah, it's probably two weeks in a row now that we haven't really had much of a ground game mm-hmm. as a as a threat. And whether I mean, I, I, um, I know last week all the talk was that um, I've had a mind black. Who did we play? The Jets. Jets. The Jets. That the Jets. Um, they sold could, out. Stuff yeah, run, didn't they? Exactly. So you know, that's maybe more in game. You know, game by game. I, I I don't know. I haven't seen maybe watched back or whatever to Sunday close enough to um to know if the the Panthers did that as well. Um, we only tried to run the ball twelve times though. We had Edward Zelaya had five carries for fourteen, Le'Veon Bell four carries for eight, Tyree Kill one carry for eight, and Patrick Mahomes two for nothing. Like there there's no commitment to running the ball. It was as unbalanced as we could be. 
Yeah, um, and I, I was going to say the exact same thing that you did, Duncan. It's, it's the second game in a row now where we haven't been able to establish that run game very well. Um, you would think with the backfield of Hilaire and uh, Levin and Bell, you'd be able to do a decent job of, of getting that ground game going, but we just couldn't seem to do it against two defences that aren't the top in the league. Like They're not particularly stellar defences Like when you look at it on paper. I mean, I know the Pampers paid really well, um, but when you look at it just from purely how the teams are looking uh, defensively they're not they're two not great teams um, so the fact that we couldn't establish that run and, and it caused one of those games to be extremely close and right down to the wire um, yeah it does bring a little bit of doubt um, I mean they outscored us in the fourth as well I know you said they had the wall more but they also outscored us by a point um, in the fourth quarter so they, they played a hell of a game the Panthers and and I think although we came a lot away from, from the win it, it certainly has given us a lot to think about going into the bye week and then going on to the Raiders the following week. Um, I think it's a good a good time to have a game like this because uh, we still come away with that optimism, um, but there's still the time to go into the bye week and say, okay, that was a that was a close win against a, a underperforming team. We need to sort this out and we need to address some things. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we never necessarily had this down as I don't really like the phrase trap game, but as as a game like that. Um, I, I don't know what you guys were kind of thought in, in a kind of preview, but um, I think I'd said in a WhatsApp group, this feels like the sort of game that the Chiefs could lose. You know, the Panthers are not a bad team. They've had, they've had a dodgy run recently, but they're not they're not a bad team. And this is this is the sort of game where we would do a Chiefs in inverted commas. <laughs> and I, I thought we could Chiefs this game up, definitely. I, yeah, and maybe, maybe last year we've. Um, Put pictures on the social media uh, t- today of our Newcastle meet, which was a year ago this weekend. A year ago today, we were watching the, the game, and that Titans game was prime Chief Singer <laughs> Cup. You know, but that, this from, is the... from my sketchy memory of it, it's dang. Yeah, it was a long day. Um, <laughs> it was a long day. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that, that kind of just tripping over ourselves, and that, that maybe, like, like you said, just they had a chance on that last drive, and it kind of. Um, Maybe in the past that's just one that we might have let slip away, and we so you're away. saying we've improved. I think. Oh, I think so. I think overall, I think it's. We we kind of had this when we did some of those sort of Q and A things the other week. The the questions are, are we better? Because it doesn't necessarily look like we're better. On paper, it's not necessarily as easy to watch. Um, and I, I wonder if we're just a little bit more well-rounded I also think it's that this year is just a it's just a it could be a coin flip week to week because so many moving parts with all the stuff that we know is going on so maybe this is not the easiest year to compare progress year on year as such but I certainly don't think we're worse than last year no I'd probably agree with that yeah, me too. Um, I, I do think, like you said, this is this is very much like an outlier year for the whole league, not just the Chiefs. Um, it's so strange this year, uh, which we've talked about so many times already um, this season. And we've also talked about how the Chiefs have been performing, how we like this. Because like we said, it's not been as explosive and as memorable and as eye-catching as the Chiefs have been in the past two years with Patrick Holmes under centre. But it's it seems more efficient with the Chiefs and it's something we've touched on before and, and I do think that we're, we're a better t- all-round team this year um, if so less exciting and we do it less dramatically I think although this game 
was a bit of an outlier for that because it was quite uh, the dramatic game. We've been very professional, I think, is the thing. Yeah. It's, we, we've not given ourselves much in the way of scares. We've beaten the teams we should have beaten, mm-hmm. with the exception of the Raiders, and done it without really ever looking troubled. And then we've we've played against the good teams and we've given them an education in how to play. Like, I mean, we we comfortably beat the Ravens, we comfortably beat the Bills. You know, they would be the two better teams that we've played. Mm-hmm. Um, it, we, yeah, we've just been... I, I kept using clinical over the past couple of weeks and that's, that's what we've been, though. I, ca- I can't get away from associating this team with that word. Like, we just... We've done what's necessary to put the teams away. Yeah, yeah. I think that we've, we've said here privately as well that like I think the baseline for the league is is dramatically lower yeah this year and last year there are a lot of there are a lot of bad teams there are some historically bad teams and I think there's a really kind of pudgy middle of the league which on any given week could give a good team a scare but generally how, I, much, I don't of that think, would, how much of that would you pin on COVID uh, I think there was I mean I don't have any numbers right but Anecdotally, in the top of my head, there was quite a lot of movement of quite high-level quarterbacks this year, mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. quite a lot of teams got new coaches. And since then, there's probably a couple of teams that are starting quarterbacks. Thinking of the Chargers, say Cowboys, yeah. definitely. You know who are, who they didn't expect to start at the start of the year. So, I think that even if um, I don't think it's all down to 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 COVID, but I think that there's a there's a lack of preparation, if you like. Yeah. There's a lack of time, sort of face to face time and hands on time for a lot of these coaches. Um, Missing you know, the off season. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, look yeah. at the te- look at the teams that are really good. You've got us. Uh, we this is look at our our power rankings that we put earlier. You've got us and the Steelers, right? Yeah. Little turnover at the very top. Little turnover of. The really big name players. Um, the Ravens are good, pretty settled. The Bills, you know, this is two or three years into their project. Green Bay, the same. New Orleans, the same. These are the teams that are all pretty settled at the, uh, well, certainly quarterback, pretty settled in the coaches as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think that that sort of familiarity, even if, like, like we said, we brought back all of our starters. Maybe that makes us a little bit more predictable. Teams have all this fabled tape on Mahomes or whatever. <laughs> Felt like but, good, that's done. Well, exactly. But, but, but it also means that we are completely comfortable with each other. Mahomes knows exactly where Tyreek Hill's running, exactly where Travis Kelsey's running. You know, like he, they, they've got that kind of um, chemistry, that natural inbuilt chemistry that they don't have to, to develop. The other teams that are doing well, you've got. Arians and Tom Brady, who are as wily as you get, mm-hmm. you know, going together. You've got um, something like the Niners, say, who've really well coached and are kind of hanging, to, just about hanging in, you know, despite a lot of decimated. stuff, you know. But they, but that shows how well, how good coaching, I think, brings it on. You know, that they didn't really, I mean, think what you like about Jimmy Garoppolo, I guess, but they didn't really miss much of a step when he went out. It's everything else around that. Or the other people that they've got missing, it's kind of put the skids under them. So maybe, maybe, maybe I'm 
maybe I've just talked myself into thinking that it is a lot of coronavirus, corona-related, um, just that sort of preparation time and getting to know each other and get familiar with each other um, is, is kind of, what to put, left a lot of teams kind of flat-footed, shall I say. Yeah, I certainly think that uh, 49ers are a bit of an outlier with that, though, uh, simply because of the injuries. I mean, they're like one of the most injured teams in the league this season. I think they're about to. If I think if they get a couple more injuries, they they will set like a um, a record for the amount that um, a team has injured on like in cap space. So the amount of mm-hmm. cap that they have on on the injured list, um, and they they are just a, a, like a very heavily injured team this year. Um, but they are so well coached, which has kind of, like you said, kept them hanging around um, despite the injuries. Um, and they play in a very tough division as well yeah. with the Rams, uh, Cardinals and Seahawks. Again, other teams, well, yeah, the, the Rams, again, a bit of continuity, I guess at the top of that, they've, they've turned over a lot of a lot of names, I guess. But, you know, it's, I, th- I think that, um, I don't know if there are that many surprise teams at the very top. There are, there are certainly some at the bottom. But I don't know there are that many surprise teams um, at the very, very top of the rankings for me, which again puts a doubt to it. I think experience and quality of coaching. Yeah, yeah. I think the Cardinals are one team that are slip, like slipping in there into like the upper tiers of the league that people would. I mean, I, I personally like uh, predicted it. I, I, I saw the Cardinals doing well this season um, but I don't think that was like a unanimous uh, belief across like the league coming into 2020 um, they've played some really good football this season um, obviously they beat the Seahawks a couple of weeks ago and they just narrowly lost to, the, to, a, to a good Dolphin side um, and Kyler Murray's playing so well this year and again they're one of those teams that have that coaching chemistry between him and Cliff Kingsbury um, so there are a couple of those like surprise teams like Arizona that I think are are playing better than people thought they would, uh, and I'm really excited to see what the Cardinals do. They're kind of sneakily my NFC team this season. I know it's quite bad to say, but I, I'm really enjoying watching the Cardinals play football this season. Um, and they are kind of, yeah, I, I'm, I'm liking watching them this season. I don't think I have an MSC team. I'm just thinking now, is there anyone I really fussed about watching in the NFC? See, I haven't before this season. I haven't really. I mean, I kind of like the Saints just because I've always liked Drew Brees. Um, so I always kind of wanted them to, to do well, and I liked seeing them win. But no one really died. I had any particular leaning towards. But the Cardinals are really starting to to to, to capture me a little bit. I really like watching them play. Um, so yeah, Kyler Murray is pretty special, mate. Right? And he's yeah. got DeAndre Hopkins to throw yeah, to, of which course. isn't bad. And Larry Fitzgerald, who isn't bad. Yeah. Even Christian though he's like Kirk's good as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think and because. John, yeah, go on, sorry, go on. I, I think because he's short as well. Whenever he runs, it looks like he's in fast forward. Like his wee legs. Are <laughs> <laughs> yes. I really, I really like watching him run, uh, and I, I, I'm stealing this from. I think it's uh, the Around the NFL or some other podcast or something. But they're they, they saying that he's got a, like this oversized helmet, and I can't not see that now as well. <laughs> like a bubble head. I just, he just, yeah, exactly. I, I, he just, yeah, fun. Yeah, but you can fi- shift it. Feisty. They're, they're not a team you'd want in the playoffs as a one-off. No game. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I'll take him in the Super Bowl. I'll be happy with that. It'll be fun to watch as well. Patrick Mahomes and Carla Murray running around together—that'd be great to watch yep. uh, in the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, they are like one of those teams that, that if you are an NFC playoff team, you you don't want to come off against them because um, they they can cause some problems. I mean, I think it was Carla Murray. This, I, I actually wrote about this earlier today. Um, I think it was Carla Murray had 
389 yards of total offense like running and and passing and he had over over 100 in it on the ground game and he got four touchdowns as well three through the air and one on the ground uh, against the dolphins in in that narrow loss he's playing some really good football this season and he's really started to gel with Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury um, and they've t- both taken to the pro game really well um, in their second years. It's it's a really fun team to watch. Um, I would recommend it if anyone out there hasn't seen too much of Arizona play, I, I would recommend going and watching some of them because they are, they are good fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching them play this week because there's obviously no Chiefs football. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Oh, the, any, oh, the, um, the, oh, Arizona play Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, it's a big game for Arizona as well. Um, well, it should be a fun one. Uh, how, uh, here's a question: Will that have perhaps the biggest height differential between two quarterbacks? <laughs> this, I'm going to find that out because Josh Allen's like six foot six, right? Yeah, he's about that. Yeah. Yeah, right. I'm going to find that. I'm going to make my mission to find that out. Because did we not have the biggest age differential earlier in the season? Yeah, it was Brady against uh, Tom someone, Brady wasn't it? against. Uh, it, oh, was it, it Justin Herbert? Yeah, Brady it was against Justin Herbert. Herbert. I think. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, so we have had one of the uh, well, the biggest age differential. So yeah, height differential would be would be really fun. Would that be... uh, how tall is Carlo Murray? He's about he must five be. five eight or something, isn't he? Oh. Well, without without the massive helmet, he looks like. Have you seen? He looks like Spaceballs. You're too young, Owen. No, that, that doesn't ring a bell. You've seen Spaceballs, Neil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he looks like Spaceballs, like Rick Moranis yeah. in Spaceballs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can buy into that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I've just seen it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've just Owen as he googles Spaceballs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't don't do that on a work machine, but. Uh... <laughs> Oh, so it was like a take on Star Wars, right? Like yeah. A, yes, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. It's, it's got every, yeah, it's got every, every cliche in the book. I'd imagine. <laughs> I mean, that's a what's that? Early eighties, early nineties for that. Uh, probably you probably not like to watch it. I, I'd imagine there's a lot of stuff in there that's maybe no longer acceptable. Not dated well. I I, really I, 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 can, I I don't know. Just off the top of my head, knowing the tone, although it's Mel Brooks, isn't it? So maybe yeah, it is. Yeah, maybe not that bad. I don't know, he could do some fairly tasty well, stuff yeah. to. No, you're right, you're right, you're right, yeah. 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 <laughs> I might just give it a go to like, it does look like fun. Yeah, <laughs> plus it will be, I had this rant with someone, it'll be 90 minutes long, right? That's how long a film should be for me. All these new films, that are so, like 90 Three minutes hours. is how long a film should be, yeah. It took us about a week and a half to watch The Irishman. It's just, I never watched that. Oh, yeah, see, I haven't committed to it yet because of the length of it. I do like, like the occasional like epic film that is really long like that. Like I really enjoyed um, Wolf of Wall Street. I really enjoyed how long Wolf of Wall Street was. Um, and is it? Uh, uh, what's the other film? The um, uh, is it Goodfellas? That's really long. Um, I really like Goodfellas as well. Yeah, I, I haven't watched Wolf of Wall Street. That's basically well. I'm in a similar industry, so I've read the book and uh, I've taken a moral high ground not to watch the film. Basically, because the guy, the guy just the guy is 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 scum basically, and he's he's only written the book and did the film so he can pay his fines. He's got no contrition for what <laughs> for his life whatsoever. Uh, and the Irishman, oh, it's I can't decide if it's good or not. Right, it's really long, and they've used. Um, I've read the book for that one as well. The book's called "I Heard You Paint Houses." It's about a mafia hitman, um, and he kind of there's there's inferences in the book that they had a lot to do with um, 
Kennedy assassinations as well. So I mean, it's a bit hy- it's a bit hyperbole, right? Again, it's one of these right. mafia books where the guys glamorising some fairly shady shit, but they, they like they've used all this clever technology to to make the actors look a lot younger, and that kind of works. Like when you see them, you kind of you don't like when they do the flashbacks to the, mm-hmm. their twenty years ago. It kind of works, right? It doesn't look all that weird. It's very clever, but. I think the guys also do a lot of their own stunts. So the fight scenes look like slapstick because it's old, old men <laughs> trying to fight like 30 and 40 year olds would. So they, they come off very slapstick, which I think is the only only feeling. It's a, um, it's, a, it's a long old watch. It's not, I wouldn't put anyone off watching it. You just need to set aside about a fortnight because uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a grind. See, at the same time, though, I'm really not a fan of, of stopping films halfway through or continuing them an, another night. Once I'm committed to a film, I, I need to finish it. You like, I'm not you one of those people that children. can stop it halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've made up my mission for this not to happen again, because when we went to the cinema to watch, I think it must have been the first Hobbit film, and I probably wasn't all that... I maybe hadn't seen all the sort of Lord of the Rings at that point, and I maybe went in a little bit naive and I didn't realise it was like a trilogy. So you get to the end of the film, or you're thinking, I've been here for quite a long time. This must be wrapping up soon. But then you also think, there's no way that they're getting out of here in just the next 10 minutes. <laughs> and then it ended. I'm like, well, I need to wait two years to find out what happens now. I'm not, get, I'm not, I'm not falling into that trap again. No way, no how. I remember when we went to see The Hobbit at the cinema and I slept through about two-thirds of it and they were about 30 yards further down the track by the time I woke up again. Yeah, it's like, yeah, there wasn't a great deal happened in that one. Yeah, it's like just no one, no one tells you that the film's like... That's that, it's just a six-hour film split into three blocks. No one yes. tells you that. Anyway. We digress. Di- yeah, we digress. <laughs> we should talk about something which you don't want to pause. Um, I think we said before that we don't just want to become... A Patrick Mahomes appreciation podcast, but I think that Talk I think we ha- I think we have to. Yeah, um, he's all right, isn't he? He's not bad. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's a there's a danger that we become that we spend an hour each week just saying Chiefs played pretty well, but then Patrick Mahomes pulls them through, and no one can touch him, blah blah blah. But I think that that is becoming the story of our season. I'm not I'm not sure what what kind of you guys think, but to me that that's the story of our first kind of nine games that Patrick Mahomes is basically just superhuman and he can do things that no one else can do. Yeah, I mean, he passed the nine passing touchdowns in, oh, well, had nine touchdowns in the past two weeks against the Jets. And I know they were against the Jets and the Panthers, but still nine touchdowns in the past two weeks is incredible for, for an NFL quarterback. Um, and it kind of made it sweeter as well this week um, with the four touchdowns that he scored against the Panthers whilst watching Russell Wilson have four turnovers um, against who did, oh, who did the Seahawks play? Oh, the Bills, of course. That was yeah. a, quite a big loss for the Seahawks this week. Um, but yeah, it kind of made it be- that bit sweeter, especially because the Bills is a team that we kind of comfortably dealt with earlier in the season. Um, so watching the Seahawks, who who are up there, obviously with with Russell Hill, Wilson and Patrick Mahomes, kind of in that MVP conversation, um, it, it kind of made it a bit sweeter for us. But yeah, Patrick Mahomes is, is just doing some like ridiculous things once again in but the first nine games. He hasn't had the yardage. Like that he's had in seasons past. He's got four games here, at Denver he only threw for two hundred. At Buffalo two twenty five. Uh, Houston first game of the season was two eleven. 
and Patriots has 236. So there's four out of nine games there where he hasn't cracked 250. Like So it, he, he's had some big splashy games, but he's also had some okay games as well. Yeah, I think that I think that feeds into the idea again of just win. win we don't because he doesn't need to anymore. We we, yeah, we do can enough to win. We can efficiently beat teams now without needing to put up. And he's still second in the lead in in passing yards. Yeah. Um. And and he doesn't need these big flashy games anymore. We we have a strong enough team to 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 pull off wins and and to put wins together. Um. Without the necessity for Patrick Mahomes to to wow us every every game. And yet he still wows us in most games. It's yeah. it's crazy uh, how well he's playing, um, and obviously the centerpiece of this team now, the Chiefs. Yeah, for me, it's not just it's now about more than just throwing it a million miles with Von Miller hanging off your leg with your left hand or you know whatever. Look at that. It's um, the sort of the next off the the Chiefs trick play line there. What's it? Um, Ferrari, Ferra- right. Ferrari right, right. Ferrari so he, right, yeah. Yeah, he has a wander off. It almost looks like he's trying to get a new call. They snap it as he's running back the way. Demarcus Robinson's out wide and walks half of his route. Yeah. To put the ball. It's just. It's brilliant. But like, they say that there's not other quarterbacks in the league that can do it. There probably is quarterbacks that can do that. But the the difference is, not all of them have the stones to do it in a game that counts you know you know the thing that really makes that play special is that he designed that play himself he was really he was messing around in practice kind of trying to come up with different things and he he pulled i think it was terry kill over and he's like 10 10 10 come over here come see this one and so they kind of practiced it a few times with the special teams guys until they kind of had enough of it that they could then go to andy reed and say right coach have a look at this, see what you think, and Andy Rudeau's like, "Yeah, okay, we'll put that in this week," uh, and then they called it. I mean, the fact the um, fact he's going, they call it Ferrari right as well, suggests that there was a left. So Tyreek Hill was on the near side, so it could have gone two ways. You yeah. know, if they'd wanted it, it wasn't even. So I think a lot of the a lot of other teams' trick plays are a little bit. If it, if, you know, it's boom or bust. I think a little bit. But the these one are, action are, plays. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, here's a quote-unquote trick play. That that I, I'm going to guess he, he could have thrown to hell the other direction if he'd wanted. Hmm. Yeah, but then you but then you think of the possibilities for this play as well, where you substitute in Patrick Mahomes for a direct snap to a running back or to Tyreek Hill or to Miko Hardman who just catches that whilst running straight from the centre and just takes that round the corner and into the end zone. And all the possibilities that you can bring up with those things, the amount of options you could do while snapping directly to your quarterback as he's running is yeah. is. Cra- I think it was Tom actually that tweeted and said that like surely that is one of the first times that that has happened in an NFL game. Like it's not. I've I've, no, I've never seen it before, and I think it was Tom that said that. I just don't recall ever seeing that in an NFL game. They, they um, had to check the rules apparently to see really? whether the quarterback was allowed to be in motion, and as no long way. as everyone else in the offense is set. Then your quarterback is allowed to be in motion. If anyone yeah. else is moving, no. But yeah, as long as everyone else is set, anything, right? he can move. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I saw in this in the small print. Uh, if I think if you slowed it down, Clyde Edwards, I think it's Edwards Hilaire, might just be uh, off his mark slightly before. Technically, it's a fo- uh, it's a it's a false start, but we don't need to worry about it. Uh, 
Um, well, not split hairs and that sort of stuff. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's the. Um, that kind of comes down to the. Like, I don't know if I want to get into an MVP debate, uh, but people that say Wilson's a better quarterback, and it depends. Like, I don't want to say they're wrong as such, but it depends what you want from a quarterback, right? If you just want someone who can th- can take a snap, throw a ball, and work himself into space after the snap, then that's fine. But that assumes there's no evolution of the position. And I think that what Patrick Mahomes is doing, just because we haven't seen it before, and the traditionalists don't like it, and it's not what Tom Brady did, you know, how he built his career. It's like folk don't know how to evaluate it against anyone else because they don't have another Patrick Mahomes to to kind of grade him against. But he's completely, like I say, he's completely changing how how the position is played. I think he's, he's certainly he's, he's he's resetting the levels of what is considered great play. I think. I think the the one thing you got to consider this season is the interceptions. If you if you're talking MVP, I, I'm not sure how many Russell Wilson has. I could probably look that up quickly here. Six, but I sure I as hell, has he got six? I, I sure as hell no. Patrick Mahomes has Maybe one. Maybe less. In yeah. 329 passing attempts and he's thrown one interception. Mm. Like that is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, um sorry, he has he has eight this season. Eight, yeah. It's all right. Yeah. Give me 25 touchdowns and one interception over whatever it is, 29 and 8. Yes, yeah, 28 and 8 at the moment. 28 and yeah. 8, um, yeah. So yeah. I'd, I'd take 25 and 1 any day of the week. Yeah. There was oh, yeah. the, the, there's a picture going around as well, because obviously um, Holmes is now the fastest man to throw 100 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. 30, 30 games now. Um, what is he, something like 21 games in a row with a, throw, with a passing touchdown? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's 40 games um, is it 40 games sorry yeah, yeah. 40 yeah 40 so he's um, he's thrown what's it I guess 19 interceptions or something like that yes that's in right. that time and then you look at the other people like other names and these are Hall of Fame names their levels of interceptions and they're not just two or three or four or handfuls they're dozens yeah. higher markedly oh. higher Brady yeah. was in the fifties and Peyton Manning was sixty-seven or something like that. Exactly. You know, it's um, like what is it? Lamar Jackson has the. Has he got the most? He's the quickest to a certain number of wins, or he's won the most, highest number of games of his first X number. So, of uh, yeah, I think it's twenty-five out of thirty yeah. games he's won. So, and so it's, it's the it's, most out of any quarterback in his first yeah. thirty games. So he's got that stat, but then Patrick Mahomes has every other record. For the start of his career, no, no, no player has started a career the way that Patrick Mahomes does, and you can add into that the league MVP, Super Bowl MVP. You know, it's like I, I understand that the kind of media has to have a debate. You know, there has to be a race, and to be a race has to be more than one man in it, right? So you kind of have to have this narrative where, oh, is it Wilson? Is it, is it Mahomes? Is it someone else? But the, like for anyone to say. That Patrick Mahomes is not hot on the heels, if not a step ahead of him after the last two weeks. That's that's just a that's a contrarian view, just for the sake of it. That's my opinion. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with you that. Yeah, and there was like a um, 
there was like a, a mid-season vote uh, amongst a bunch of NFL analysts, um, and there's two clear front runners. So there's three people that that picked up votes um, <laughs> in this most valuable player uh, award. I don't know if you've seen this or not. I've seen uh, this. Yeah. Number one, Russell Wilson with 14. Number two is Patrick Mahomes with 13, and you guys know who the third person is with yes. one vote. It's Derek Carr, third in MVP voting. And who voted for him? His David Carr. <laughs> oh, it, You've yeah, got to admire his consistency. Yeah, you? oh no, you really do. Yeah, you really do. It really made me laugh when I saw that. It was absolutely hilarious. Um, yeah, it's so funny. I think I would almost... Like, I'd almost like him as a pantomime villain in some ways. Because he's, <laughs> he's fully... He's fully committed to this character that he's playing, because that has yeah. to be it, right? He can't, he can't genuinely believe that, right? No way, I don't believe it. And I know that, I know that Derek Carr is a little bit, um, uh, what is the correct word? Uh, <laughs> well. he, he's, he's not renowned for having the thickest skin, so maybe yeah. like when they go for family Christmas dinner or whatever. You know, maybe that's just maybe he just does it to keep the peace. I don't know. <laughs> I'd like to think he's just sitting there when he watches the games on his own. He has a really balanced view of the whole thing. Appreciates good play from whoever it does, whoever makes it, and whatever, um, whatever color jersey they're wearing. When he actually puts his NFL pickem, you know, pickems in, he's not just hitting Vegas, 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 Vegas. But then when he comes on screen, he like flips and does this like, uh, uh, you know, character acting. That's that's what I think. Uh, I, I hope anyway. And at some degree, you you've got to respect him for it because I mean, that that is his brother. Like I mean, if if my brother was 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 doing that sort of thing, I I, I would probably back him no matter what because he's my brother at the end of the day. Um, not sure I'd do it on national television uh, when I'm when it's my career, <laughs> but I certainly would show him as much support as I possibly could. Um, but it's like he, he does it consistently and with absolutely no element of shame at all. Like he it is just so direct and yes, this this is this is how I feel. It's it's crazy and it has been so consistently done for a while. And I think that, that one photo of, of the MVP voting mid season just sums up everything you need to know about yeah. <laughs> him as a list. I think it's hilarious. It's, it's one of these things where you like you react online. And you're like, oh, what a bell end. And then I think, oh, no, what a tip like, for myself. I just, don't react. That's what he wants. It's like, no, no, let myself just ignore it. It should, like, I'm almost, I'm enabling. We're ena- I'm, I'm enabling him by commenting on it. I, let, I feel I let myself down this afternoon. And I apologise for that. <laughs> and that's not even to take credit away from Derek Carr, because he's had a really, like, he's had a good season with the Raiders. Like, he played well against the Chiefs. Like, he had a really good game against us, and he has been playing well for this for this Raiders side. And they do have a strong record. I mean, they're, what, 5-3 and three now? So yes. they're, they're two games behind the Chiefs, and they have, and they're 1-0 one, one and oh against us on, on out of the two games we're playing against this, this season. So, like, he's playing well. And he, he's had a good season so far. And so, whether it constitutes MVP votes, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, but he, no. he's, he's had no. a really good season, Derek Carr. And, and yeah. him and John Gruden seem to be playing well in, in Las Vegas. Um, they, have, they have a good thing going. Uh, yeah. But I, it's, it just doesn't constitute MVP yeah. votes. I, I, I summed up the... Like when, when I remember, I'll, I'll send it from the, 
from that I had to run account our AFC West watch um, to round up whatever's just happened in the league. And my, my summary this week was that Drew Locke continues to not understand that football is played over four quarters. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw that, yeah. Um, <laughs> the Chargers are charging like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. <laughs> and to give Derek Carr his respect, 2020 Derek Carr is the best version of Derek Carr we've ever seen. It's he kind of he the, did have a really good season a few years back and then he broke his leg. Like The Raiders were well in contention mm. for the playoffs and then he broke his leg and that was that. Yeah, I think he's unlucky. I, I, I was doing... Oh, I can't remember if I said something out, but he's... Is he second, I think? I want to say he's second on the list for players who played the most games and not... And I said not got to the playoffs, which isn't true. Because the Raiders made the playoffs that year, he yeah. just didn't play in them. He just didn't played play. in the yeah. playoffs, which is, yeah. yeah, which is harsh. But he still never played in the playoffs, so yeah. that fact is fact, right? You can't, you, you mm. can't, you can't deny that. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of the AFC West, I really found myself rooting for the Chargers uh, against the Raiders this week. I, I really wanted them to get that game-winning touchdown, and it, and it, it that that almost shows how, how well the Raiders are playing because it's. It's not normally a game that I worry about watching the Chargers and Raiders go against each other, and I, I really found myself like this would be quite big for the for the Chiefs if if the Chargers do do this, um, because it would push that gap between us even further and just make us even higher on top of the pile. Um, and it's not normally something that I would worry about in, in in previous seasons. So yeah, it is credit to how well the Raiders have been playing. Um, which is not the direction I thought this podcast would be going when we started it, uh, talking about how <laughs> good the Raiders have been. Uh, but they have. They've been playing some good football, man. I was, I was rooting for the Chargers in that game because I... Oh, and this is going to be sacrilege. I, I, just, I really like those their, um, their uniform redesign. Yeah, me I too. I think they've nailed it. That, yeah. that, that dark... I don't know if that's their colour rush or, or what that is, but that, that dark blue... That dark blue jersey they had on Sunday, mm. that is spot on for me. Yeah, so nice. I really liked it as well. I'm not wasn't a too big of a fan of the dark of the navy inside the bolt on the helmet. But the actual uniform itself was really nice. Yeah, I really like that. Navy yeah, no, I think I think they've nailed that. Weird font on the back for the jerseys, but that's oh, I quite liked it. It's a bit more cartoony, a bit more comic y. Yeah. I quite liked it. Um, I think I think it looked good with the with the uh, with the colours. Um, yeah, they had, they had a great uniform. Yeah, no, I think because I, I mean, there's obviously a few teams redesigned their colours this year and mm-hmm. other jerseys, and not all of them have gone very well. But uh, the, the Chargers, I think, are are top of the pile for me. Yeah, yeah, I really liked it. I really like Tampa Bay's redesign as well. Um, I think the Bucks have some really nice uniforms. Um, their grey, like their dark grey, like stony sort of grey uniform, is really nice um, with the red accents on it, if you will. Um, yeah, I think the Bucks uniform is really nice. I'm not sure I can pick that out. Uh, I think the, the, the all red ones. Do you know the all red ones they wore? I think it was in against the Saints. They wore those all red uniforms, and they're really nice as well. Yeah, they've got some uh, good uniforms. Kind of find them. Not sure if I can pull them out my pull them out my memory there. Do you have a favourite uniform, Neil, in particular? <laughs> um, I can't say that I do. To be honest, I've. I've I've never particularly given it much thought. Um, it's not something that particularly bothers me. I have a strange aversion to the ones that have the team name written above the number on the front. Yeah, I can I can buy into that. that I just that really I just don't know why I think that that spoils some some of them that are really quite nice designs. I just 
And then you've got like Atlanta with ATL right on the front. That's just like. Oh, yeah. But then we could go to Atlanta to talk about the tie dye. Or not the tie dye, but the, the oh, fade the, on their jerseys. Uh, yeah, the, the, is it gradient? Is that the official Gradient, term? yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. word. Yeah, it's that's bad. It's really bad. I, I'm all for modernising it because I think that it's just. It, the, the NFL uniforms, I think, are, are, are strange. Like, you, th- you think of the, the outside perception of America is it's brash, it's loud, it's colourful, you know, it's neon. You kind of, you'd expect there to be, like our football strips, like advertising all over them. Yeah. You know, if they could, you know, it's such a money-making machine. And, there's, you know, the the, the jerseys are, are kept so traditional. I it's, it's a strange kind of dichotomy for me between kind of the outside approach of the whole the whole fanfare of the whole sport and then these sort of everyone really likes a kind of ultra conservative um traditional strips um jerseys sorry just with the kind of sleeve accents or whatever um i think it's really interesting yeah it is starting to creep into basketball a bit more with the um like the uh advertising on on the jerseys i mean i know the i know disney own the orlando magic um, but they've got like the Disney logo on their uniforms now. Um, I think the Lakers have like um, Wish on their jersey, which I th- I'm not sure what the organisation is. But yeah, they're, they're starting to creep into the NBA a bit more. But I really like the classic look of the NFL without the advertising. I think it, it, it's, it's, it's classy. I think it looks nice. If there's a way to make money though, the NFL will go there eventually. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a matter of time. Yeah, but for now I, I, I like the way I like the way the, the uniforms look without the without the adverts because, like you said, in in America and especially in, in the sports, everything else is advertised. I mean, they're like plays of the day or have like are sponsored by someone, and and the, even the commentators at the beginning of the games like say an advertising and then say their slogan like before they before the yeah. game starts. And yeah. Stuff. it's yeah, it's strange. Um, but yeah, the uniforms not being like that, I think, is is a nice touch. Yeah. So heading into next week, obviously, um, the Chiefs aren't playing. Are there any games you're particularly uh, looking forward to watching? I know we touched on it earlier with the Cardinals, but... I, to be honest, I might take the weekend off from watching games just to keep Hazel quiet, if nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> um, th- there's no, there's nothing particularly that I kind of feel like I have to watch there. Yeah, weekends where, well, games where we don't have a game like at the the six the six well six o'clock for us slot. Yeah, I I probably probably. prefer to put red zone on. I quite like red zone. Um, yeah, I know it kind of maybe splits opinion in some regards because you kind of don't get a not a balanced view, but you know it's all you get a very one very myopic view I guess of what's happening. It's all attack attack attack. But I I just find the adverts so tough to sit through on some of the games as well. Mm-hmm. You know you sit with Game Pass on and. It's not that easy to flick between games if when the adverts come up. So I, I'll probably just put Game Pass on and kind of see and if there's anything particularly interesting happening, I think I'll probably jump into that. But I don't know. I mean, the, um, there's some I mean, fairly awful games like in, on the early slate on Sunday, like Houston, Cleveland, meh. Washington, Detroit, meh. Jacksonville, Green Bay, meh. Yeah. Philly against the Giants, meh. <laughs> Tampa Bay, Carolina is probably the only one there that you'd really fancy watching. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not desperate to watch any of them. Yeah, and I guess from the from the later games, we've got uh, 
the Raiders in Denver playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and um, are, are Pittsburgh Ch- Chargers and Miami could be interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah but, Tua and Justin Herbert going up against each other. Yeah, um, two yeah. quarterbacks. I'm, I'm, I'd probably watch that one. Yeah, and I've, I've, I watched a bit of Miami. Uh, how weird does a left-handed quarterback look? So old, yeah. Uh, so strange. I, I just, oh, I couldn't. It took me a little bit of getting used to. Uh, yeah, I'm not so sure I'm a fan. Have just, either of you guys seen a left-handed quarterback before? Because you both relatively. I'm, I'm kind of thinking back to Jacksonville. Was it Mark Brunel? Is he uh, their I did. I did hear the last name was. You know, I don't think I will have seen one um, with any regularity. Yeah, I don't uh, think I've I've seen one. I mean, I've seen obviously like Michael Vick highlights. I've seen Steve Young highlights, um, mm. but I've not seen no, not in not in like an actual game. Like and watched a game with a left-handed quarterback. Uh, I think two is the first one. Um, but yeah, I have seen my fair share of Mike Vick highlights. Uh, he was a lefty, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he was great fun to watch. Um, but yeah, I've not actually seen a proper game, so I think Tour is my first one. See who's the last it's fun one. though, it's different. It makes a, it makes a change, I think. Was Tim Tim Tebow would he be the last one that played any sort of regularity, maybe? Was he a lefty? That's what Wikipedia's telling me. Really? Uh, if it's on Wikipedia it must be true, right? Uh, <laughs> that's gospel. Yeah. Yeah, that's gospel. No, um I watch that. I might I'll maybe watch a bit of Steelers as well, I guess where um Head to head with them for the the one seed, I would, uh, I would imagine, um, Bills have taken a couple of, a couple of losses. So I mean, I know that the Steelers' schedule's probably, well, about as easy as ours, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's pretty similar. Yeah. So um, I think they squeaked past Dallas. Yeah, this plays into my teams playing down to each other kind of theory. Um, but uh, part of me. Just wonders if that's maybe, um, maybe they're let off. If you like, we we spoke about the Raiders being a good loss for us, or a well-timed loss for us, getting a kick up the backside. Just wonder if that might be the Steelers' uh, what would you call it? Get out of jail free card. I'm not sure. Mm. Although they had their, so I guess coronavirus made their bye week very early, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they so, got screwed by the Titans, didn't they? Yeah, of course. So, I guess, I guess, uh, in our favour, I guess we're kind of hoping that they're just buggered by the end of this end of the year, I guess, and maybe, you know, just drop a game or two just through sheer exhaustion. They still have to play the Ravens, don't they? Yes, they'll play them once more. Yeah, uh, and they narrowly, and they narrowly beat them in the first time round as well. That was that was a close yeah. one, wasn't it? Yeah. And you look in the division, you know the the Bengals and the Browns are competent at, at, at the very least. But like we were saying just before we 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 started recording, the the Steelers kind of have a bit of an Indian sign on them. You know they can't, uh, they've they've got really good records against them. So um, you're not necessarily relying on that many. It does look like it's that um, that Ravens game that could be could be key. Oh, they've got to go to the Bills as well. That'll be an interesting one. Right, yeah. Yeah, that really will. When is that? Because hopefully the Bills won't have... I mean, um, won't have the division the f- wrapped up. 14th of December. So that's one, two, three, four, five weeks away. Three weeks after that for the end of the season. Right. Yeah, so, so the Bills will still need to be playing. Yes. 
playing hard at that point. So, yes. um, yeah, I mean, I guess there's opportunities there. I, I mean, we, we dropped a game to the Raiders, right? You just It's not that easy to go 16. I know it happens so mm. infrequently. And to me, like, this Steelers team is not a team that's going to go down in history as one of the greatest ever, right? And I know it's a weird year, and I know that they are a good team, but they don't they don't feel like a record setting team to me. No. I could buy into that. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I certainly see where you're coming from. I mean their defence is really good. Um it's just whether their offence can can keep up with them. Uh and obviously their competition hasn't been they they faced some good opponents, but it hasn't been extraordinary. They haven't come across the best of the best. So they've picked off quite a few weaker teams along the way. Obviously no fault to their own. They've only got to play the teams that, that they come up against every week, but that that that's always going to be a a mark on on them as well. Um, if I know, go on. Sorry. No, I was just about to say um, we're kind of talking the, the Steelers down, but obviously we, we we did a power rankings earlier, and I, I mean I'm being lazy. I could look back and see, but we're obviously we it's it's a pretty clear one and two between us and and the Steelers. Where, where did you guys rank them? I, I had us one and them two. Yeah. Yeah. So did I. One and two. Yeah, I think I did as well, and I, I think that maybe. I can't remember if it changed from last week or not. It's kind of, um, I th- like to say, I think that you, I'm not so sure I fear the Steelers as much, but you kind of have to respect the fact that no one has been able to beat them yet. They've got a really good defence, but we've played teams with really good defences before and beaten them. Yeah. So that that doesn't worry me so much as teams with a good offence who, who can actually go toe-to-toe with us and... Mm-hmm duke it out and I'm not sure that the Steelers have that offence in them anymore um, like the I'm just looking at their points totals here though 26, 26, 28, 38, 38 27, 28, 24 it's not bad but I, I'm I'm not completely sold on them no Big Ben just feels like a like a really really effective game manager now Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. just someone that knows that's, that's knows exactly what he's doing there, rather than someone that's going to kind of put a team on the on the on his back and carry them. Although he did, um, he was pretty hardy in that uh, Cowboys game. He took a couple of a couple of hefty whacks, I think, towards the end of yeah. the first half. Um, did Hodges not come in for a little bit? Did he not sit yeah, on the bench for, did, for yeah, a couple of did. drives or a drive or something? Um, he yeah, because I think he got out of the game for a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're not a game like you said. Then they're not a team that I'm convinced on offense. The defense, I mean, I think they've they've pretty much made their case. They're one of the best in the league, um, and they've shown it throughout the season. But their offense, I don't think, it is quite there yet. And, and like you said, when you do come up against the likes of Kansas City, it's whether you have that offensive firepower to carry over the line and to and to put up numbers and and make plays when you need to. Um, but in terms of like just seeding for for us and the Steelers, say they do go on to lose against. The Ravens and the Bills, and they and they finish their season fourteen and two. Do you think that'll be enough to to get the one seed for the Chiefs? Yes. Um, I, I think the the tiebreakers would probably carry it. I think fourteen and two for us, and fourteen and two for them is probably reasonably realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think we should have enough. I think if they lose to Baltimore, that would help us immensely. Yeah. And if they could lose to the Bills as well, that would help us immensely. Mm-hmm. 
what would the tiebreaker be in that situation? Say we both finish 14-2 and we don't face each other in the regular season. I think it goes divisional record, AFC record, common opponents, I want to say. Let's see. Got it here. Okay, so the winning against the Bills and if they lose to the Bills would help. Because also if yeah. we if we go 14-2 and two the rest of the way and say we lose to the Buccaneers, we're also 5 and, yeah, the, yeah. So five and 1 against our division. Yes. So head-to-head, which we wouldn't have, bear record against games in the division. Yeah. So say we're so, both 5 and 1. Yeah, yeah. so I guess, I guess we would then... Yeah, because if we're looking at projecting losses, you're kind of looking at... Bucks and Saints, I guess, for us. Yeah, I'd, I'd say we'd lose one of those two. Yeah, yeah. and then I you're would looking say at Bucks, I'd guess. Then you look at it in common games. So yeah, you're right. The it's the Bills that can do us a favour in that one, and the mm-hmm. Ravens yeah. as well can do us a yeah. favour. Then you go. But then they to... beat the Ravens once. So how does that? Oh, of course they beat. Sorry, but I guess if the Ravens beat, uh... oh pass. Um... <laughs> uh... At what stage does it come down to like points for? Like all oh, the point differential? It's, it's a we fair have way quite, down the list. We've yeah. got quite a hefty points differential, don't well, we? Well, you've got you've got number five strength of victory, but I don't know what that means. Is that is that just your your opponent's your point, records? Point think. difference. Well, strength of schedule is number six. Okay, so strength of victory could be points differential then. Well, because number nine's best net points. <laughs> Okay, I don't know. Right, <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving up now. Uh, yeah, we'll tell any, Anyone still listening? The the sound in the background is the cogs turning, <laughs> and uh, not very much coming out. That's the right. We'll we'll move on from that because that's just the. It is that's a mind ten right now. Yeah, yeah. That's, not, that's not the best. Yeah, we have a long way to start worrying about uh, seedings and stuff. Um, it's just nice to dwell on, but obviously that is. A rabbit hole that is just far too long to go down, uh, especially at half ten at night, like you said, Neil. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, a while till we see that, and obviously the Chiefs will get through their bye week um, and a few more victories along the way before we get there. Um, but it's shaping up to be a good season for the Chiefs. Obviously, we're eight and one going into the bye. Um, it'll be exciting to see what we do after the uh, bye week going into Las Vegas and onto Tampa Bay. But uh, for now, I guess we can sit back for the next week and a bit and and enjoy some other NFL football or enjoy some family time Neil like you said um, yeah but I'm, I'm confident how we are uh, and I'm sure you guys are as well I mean it's been a yes. good season for the Chiefs so far yes indeed yeah. mission accomplished <laughs> exactly and let's hope it keeps getting better yeah alright well from one kingdom to another uh, thanks again for joining in uh, for what seems to be quite a uh, skewed podcast with film talk and uh, uniform (laughs) talk but uh, it was fun as always so uh, thanks for joining us and uh, we'll catch you next time